Do you ever feel like words that you say are not being heard? This is a common issue in medicine where we as physicians or other clinical workers, we say things, we give solutions to problems that we know because we're in the pits firsthand, but they fall on deaf ears, feeling like, what's my purpose? What I say isn't being paid attention to. What if I told you that there's a space in which you can be heard, not be judged, and also have a way to reflect on what you just said? Welcome to another episode of The Worthy Physician, Combating Burnout to Reignite Your Passion for Medicine. This is Dr. Shaw Huck, and I am back with Frankie Abilene, co-founder of the Good Listening Projects. Yes, and I'm a fan of your work. And the reason why I'm a fan of your work is because you have created a space for physicians and other healthcare workers, in addition to patients, in which it is safe and we can actually express our concerns and really what we wouldn't tell somebody else. I mean, I'm Catholic, so it's almost like going to confession, but in a positive way. You know, Brilliant. Thank you, Sapna. So since we last talked, you've had a chance to do your own session with the listener poet. Yes, I did. And it was a phenomenal experience. It was, I did not feel judged. I felt very, I was able to be open. And, you know, it actually happened to be on a day that was quite hectic and where one of the saving graces was the fact that I have a very, we have a very cohesive team. You know, medical assistants, other physicians, nurse practitioners, as well as uh, just all of the staff. And so while I'm discussing some of the frustrations within the system, such as needing prior authorizations for everything, like even for a simple horse line medication or for needing a prior authorization on imaging that is medically necessary, it was a way to purge that frustration. And also to talk and not only is this frustrating, but this was the good side, right? Because of a cohesive team. And I know that I can count on everybody in this office. So when that was compiled into a poem, it really reflected, I think, our conversation, but also the frustrations with the system that I have, but also the, the high points. Yeah. Well, Subna, I want to set the scene a little bit for folks who might not be so familiar with our listener report sessions. Yes. Maybe I can flip it a little bit, interview you about it. Sure. So you, you met, you, you set a time to, uh, schedule a time to talk with this listener poet. On where were you physically when it was the time on your calendar? You had that appointment. Sure. Basically, I was at work. And I was on my lunch break. So you're on your lunch break. In were you in the cafeteria or in your office? Or I was at lunch on my lunch break in my office on my own time. And like all of the things are swirling in your head, but it sounds like a primary one was prior authorization. Just like <laughs> how frustrating that is that they're constantly be seeking that in order to provide treatment. How long did you actually talk with this listener? I would say about close to 30 minutes. Okay, close to 30 minutes, about half an hour. And then after the listener put session, this person that you talked with wrote a poem for you that reflected what you talked about. How soon after the conversation did you receive that poem? Less than a week. I would say about five days. Less than a week. 
And then what was it like when you received that email that, that said, here at your prompt? I was excited. I don't get excited by emails that much. I was excited. And you opened it up. And uh, what did it say? It was a story. It was a short story about a paragraph long about our discussion. And then there was an attachment of the poem. It was a short story, sort of an origin story of the, what you talked about in the conversation. It's like prose. Like a, yes. A summary. Yes. And then there was an attachment that was this poem that was written. It looked yes. more like a poem. Yes. Now, I know you're going to read that poem and share it. Fireproof. Healthcare is a dumpster fire in the middle of the desert in 60 mile per hour winds, home to the lost art of medicine. To survive, our teams built a fireproof fortress. Inside, we find ways to thrive despite the heat and smoke that suffocates. We know our strengths, weaknesses, each other, our patients. We have the right tools, people, humor, communication. Cohesion and care preserve us so we can keep dipping back into the fire without being consumed by it. How did it feel like related to what we talked about? I think it summarized a 30-minute conversation filled with frustrations, yet points of, I would say, reliability and happiness of a cohesive team and how, how we work together efficiently. But it was a good meld. It, it highlighted the, the frustrations, but it also illustrated the, the strong points in a very, no pun intended, but a very poetic way. In a very mm. amazing word choices that I would not have even thought about how to describe it. Did it remind you of anything? This whole interaction, listener book session, the poem that you received, the you know, conversation. Did it seem familiar? Was it like anything that you'd ever done? No, I... I'm thinking I've had a lot of different experiences. It's nothing like I've ever had before. You know, in in other places, for example, in therapy or the confessional, you know, you don't, it's more in the confessional, okay, you get the help, Mary's, and then in therapy, you get, you know, maybe some homework to do or, okay, go go work on this for the, before the next session. But I'd never received anything reflected like this, which for me was very cathartic and reinforcing, even though, Yes, it's a pain to do these prior authorizations. And yes, they do hinder timely giving of care. I have to remember that it is the cohesiveness of the team that allows me and the other physicians and nurse practitioners here in the office to do what we do daily. Because one of my descriptions is that medicine is like a dumpster fire with 60 mile an hour winds. And you're just flaming that fire. And then it's rolling down the hill, right? So it's it's a mess. But there's also cohesiveness and the absolute passion for what we do that I think keeps us here. And when I read that poem, I really did appreciate how that was captured. And that was an excellent reminder, right? Even though there are all these things that we don't like to do, for me, I'm speaking for myself, because I know that this is not the narrative for everybody, my why and the positive highlights definitely outweigh the negative. And I have it right there in the poem. Wow, that's so cool. Um, so you've had that, you've received that poem more than a week ago now. Yes. Is that right? That is um, correct. Have you, I'm curious, did you, have you come back to it? Have you, have you read it again since, or have you done anything like shared it with anyone? I'm actually in the process of getting it framed. I just have to find a frame that 
speaks to me that I like and going to keep an ear on my desk because to me it's important. Yeah. Wow. We're cool. I'm yeah. so glad it was a, um, a positive experience for you. One of the things we talk about when we are training our listener poets is this question that we, that we ask at the end of this conversation. And I think you probably are familiar with as a doctor. It's, it's, I sort of um, equate it with the doorknob moment question. Of, is there anything else that you want to mention before we wrap up talking about? I would encourage the listener to go to your website and sign up for a listener poet session. Because again, I've been through different experiences and never have I ever had something crafted individually like that. That was very reflective. I was a conversation, not like that. And I'd had different conversations with multiple people. And to me, this was just very personal and reflective. When I'm having a bad moment, I want to be able to come back to that. And I want to have that not only to be tangible in, in my hand, but I want it to be on my desk. And it also, I do plan on distributing it to the clinic, either as a uh, Christmas present next year or even sooner. Because with all the negativity in medicine, I wanted this to be something very positive. Wow. Thanks so much for telling me about that. I'm excited for to share this um, story with my team to hear this kind of thing, because we don't often get a chance to talk with our, our we say poemies, these are participants in our listening poet session. We don't get a lot of chances to hear from our poemies directly. This is really, really special to hear you talk about it. Thank you. I just thank you for everything you're doing, because I think you hit the nail on the head last time we talked, that the suicide rate is high, the burnout rate is high. At least 63% of physicians have at least one sign of burnout. I think it's going to continue to get worse before it gets better. So thank you for creating a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we can do something. It's a real privilege. And so can you please tell the listener how to get a hold of you? Sure. Yeah. Our website is goodlistening.org. Goodlistening.org is the best way. Um, and then read more about our programs. You can read tons of examples of poems that our listener poets have written for other people in healthcare. Mostly help your workers. As always, thank you so much. If you want to experience what I just described, I would encourage you to go to goodlistening.org, sign up for a poet session, invest in yourself, invest in experience for self-reflection, self-discovery. Like, share with a friend, because we can all use a little bit of camaraderie combating burnout.